So I'm about to say something here that I don't know if this is, this is probably some kind of stupid excuse. Okay. This, this is probably some kind of stupid excuse, but I just want to put this idea out there. Not really. I just want to see if this makes any sense. I have, by the way, there's a new episode and I know I started this very quickly. Um, I have, uh, what was I saying? I've read something maybe yesterday or the day before or whatever, and I've read this before that as well. Like at some point I've heard this before, but this idea that when you talk about something, right, you're giving yourself, like if you talk about something that you're gonna do in a way you're rewarding your like your brain sees that as as having done the thing already so you're rewarding yourself for a thing that you have yet to do just because you're excited or happy or whatever talking about it right and i wonder if i've been sabotaging myself in that way like and the reason i wonder and the reason i say that that could be like an excuse or whatever is that like uh, I'm sure there are people who talk a big game and fucking actually do the stuff anyway, right? But there are things in my life that I've said I'm absolutely going to do and I'm going to do it and look at this and all this and all that and all that. And at this point, it had not nothing has really really come to fr- fruition, right? I can name maybe a handful of things that I've actually like been excited about talking about and whatever and actually finished doing right or got like a good good start did I, how much did i talk about deadweight before we actually shot it i mean at this point deadweight's still not done right so um you know what can i say it's not like i haven't had a chance uh i cut the thing i cut the thing last year and and I could have funded it once I had money, but I did not. So what to do? What to say? Oh, what to say? Um, yeah, I don't know. I could have, I could have like, you know, gotten, gotten audio done and everything and I can finish that shit up last year, but I did not. So here I am. Um, I'm aiming to do it. I have money coming in in the next couple, well, not the next couple weeks, in about a month, in about three weeks to four weeks, I have a bunch of money coming in. I think I should put that at the top of my list, get that done, never think about it ever fucking again, you know? Get that done, put in a couple of festivals, win an award or two, get a a few contacts from it, maybe, potentially, um, and never ever speak of this project ever again except for in interviews in the future or whatever right um i got a fart one second it wasn't much i i i paused it came out like a like a like a it was like it, it wasn't like a fart it was just like one oh great i actually have to use the bathroom that's probably it that's annoying it's 3 a.m and i have to use the bathroom um that's tmi i hope you're not eating dinner or breakfast or a chocolatey dessert. <laughs> fucking disgusting. What was I saying? Um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I think I want. I wonder if that's a thing. Like you talk so much shit, you talk so much, and then, or I'm I'm not saying I wonder if that's a thing. I'm sure that's a thing because that logically makes sense. Like I understand why it would be like, oh, you you talk so much about a thing you're excited about, and you're like giving your brain candy for a thing that has yet to have been done, you know? Now, here's where I wonder if I could be wrong about this for myself, at least for the most part, right? The more I talk about a thing, the more excited I am to do it, I think. Or maybe that's just me thinking about in the moment, as I'm talking about it, I'm really, really excited. But, um, like... Let me give uh, let me let me give like a, a recent example. Not last night, but the night before last night, I was thinking about um or maybe it was last night. One I don't know. I was thinking about the timeline for my next 5 years because I I I I got in a little bug where I was like looking at I was looking at rental um I, I was looking at like real estate uh, in New York and and in a couple other cities that I that I'd like to live, Austin, uh, uh, Nashville, like I, Boston. I've looked in a couple of those cities. I look, I don't look at Atlanta. I really don't want to live in Atlanta, <laughs> even though Atlanta is on the come up and whatever. I don't know for whatever reason at this point Atlanta is so fucking bland to me. Like when I when we drive around the actual city, it's so empty and devoid of life and bland. And a lot of the restaurants are just. And just like I don't know, it just something about Atlanta to me. I I can't, I don't feel any passion towards Atlanta, ever, right? Not for anything, you know. Which is odd because they're like other places I've been to. They they're so nice. I mean, maybe because they're more walkable. Like Austin and Boston, absolutely walkable cities. They're so good. I've never been to Nashville, but it seems like a like I mean. When I look at when I look at like uh, things that take place in Nashville, there are not many things that take place in Nashville. But when I see like you know the whole music scene and whatever, it just feels like a, a city that's like relatively. I mean, I could be wrong because it's also a really small city in comparison. At least the downtown area is very small compared to a lot. But um, um, I don't know. When we went to Big Sky, I fucking love Big Sky. It's not necessarily walkable. It's in the mountains and shit, right? I mean, where we were. So to get down to the city, but then, but then I guess, you know, not city, but the town. But I guess the town is relatively walkable, so I can't even say that. And the restaurants were really cool. The people were really cool. I don't know. Fucking, I really love, I really love that little area that we were in. It was so sick. It was really nice. Anyway, I digress. I was thinking about the, my timeline for the next few years, right? And I was like, okay, how do I build wealth? Because that's my biggest concern for raising a family is building wealth. That is my only concern, right? Like to actually, from this point to that point, to be able to start raising a family, if I could start having children by the age 32, right? Like first kids popped out at age 32. That's the the goal here, right? And I was saying 30 before, but I realized how close that is. And listen, once I hit 30, I'm going to be like, fuck. 35. Let's push it back a little bit. Um, you know, I feel like there's not going to be a point where I'm ever like ready to have a kid, to be honest. But um, 
But I feel like 32 is a good number because I get to have age 30 and 31 to like just finalize like the whatever little shits if I want to do a little bit of travel. I mean, no, the travel I'm going to do over the next few years, right? After a tiny house project, I'm going to do four months abroad and then I'm going to try to go out of town, uh, out of uh, the U.S. at least like every every four to six months. Um, that's going to be the ideal and do that for the next few years, you know, um, because I, I do need to travel before I start having kids that that is essential because once I get to that point, I want to be staying unless I'm on a project like shooting something remote or in a remote meeting or whatever, like unless I'm doing or, or I'm, I'm doing like, I don't know, a weekend or whatever. Like if I have to go do that, I don't want to be giving up weekends when I'm, when I'm trying to raise a family, right. Or be a, a father and a husband and a family, right. Um, like weekends are going to be fucking precious for that kind of thing. So I want to get all my travel out of the way, but I figure I need to figure out real estate. I think real estate is something that I'm, I have some marginal, like I was thinking stock so much because like, oh, stocks is the big thing. You're, you're fucking, but that's really just gambling, right? That is essentially absolutely just gambling. And it took me, like, I, I knew it in the back of my head when I first started like getting into it. But over time I realized, yeah, this shit is absolutely just gambling and I don't know how to do options at all. I mean, that's not true. I know how to do options, but I don't have any capital to do any options. I can't do this shit through Robinhood because my Robinhood account is on a perpetual fucking, I, uh, I, uh, on a perpetual state of, of, of being, you know, approved or verified or whatever. So I've never actually been able to have a functioning account so that's never going to work and also robin hood seems to be sucking shit right now anyway i mean there are people who still use it but like for me as someone who has no capital who can do like call uh, you know trade options on that without having established capital um like i i can't do that on any other like there's nothing else that really offers that ability Right, except maybe Weeble, I think, but Weeble is also like just its own fucking thing that you know, it's a bunch of other regulations and shit that I don't want to fucking do. But TD Ameritrade, Thinkorswim, all of those other stock trading apps—they are just garbage for usability, and I would have to actually learn this shit. And I understand them a little bit, but I don't—I don't have an interest enough. So real estate, I am interested in real estate. I am modeling my own tiny house on. A three software obviously is not doing CAD or whatever, but like I'm doing some level of design on my own, right? And and I have a background working like working with my hand, using tools, doing that kind of thing. My dad is is right there if I need uh, someone to consult with or partner with on any potential like real estate, like build a or buy a, a plot of land and build on it or buy something and fix it up. Like, if we buy some shit, you know, or around this neighborhood, I mean, this neighborhood is fucking expensive now um, to buy in at this point. But, like, a little bit deeper than us, like, uh, or I don't know. But, or even in other cities, right? We buy in another city, and, and you know, maybe I go live there for six months while we do full-on renovations, and then sell 
And then with the profit, I use that to buy in a city that I want to live in more. We, I stay there for six months, you know, sell. And actually, you know, I, I'm not going to stay there for six months. I can't really do that entire fucking thing, but rather like I, 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 I get it started and I come back to New York and I, I work on bone studios and figure out like my actual business and build capital that way. But I think real estate is going to be the way to actually build like long-term capital and have enough to be able to live here in New York city in about how old am I in about seven years, right? Myself and a partner with a kid on the way in the coming years. And then, three more popping out after him or, or her or whoever that would be. Right. Um, but that's going to take capital and prices are rising. I don't know if they're ever going to fall. I mean, I feel like they have to, the market has to have an actual crash, not the artificial one that came from uh, COVID, but like a actual legit fucking just pop at some point because prices are rising like crazy and people are still leaving, so I don't know how prices are rising so so fucking quickly. Um, I don't know, man. You know what I hope? I, I saw something on, on YouTube saying that, like, uh, someone is proposing an idea to extend Manhattan farther into, uh, uh, into uh, the Hudson. Or the east, which one? But it's a it's a it's a plan to like extend Battery Park farther south and build it like and build the city up more from there, and it'd be extended all the way down like past Brooklyn Heights, like that far uh, that deep. Um, which is a wild idea, of course, right? But apparently, it's something that's doable. Of course, it's going to cost an insane amount of money, and then the land that that's going to take up is going to be an insane amount of money as well. Right. I mean, the land, the, the land value under that. So whatever buildings go up, they're going to have to sell their places for a high profit, or they're going to have to be really fucking tiny or what, like, or, I mean, the units in the, in the buildings are going to be really tiny. Like, I, I think all, a lot of these offices just need to be renovated into, into residences. Like, I feel like that's just the easiest way to go about it. Cause the infrastructure is already up renovate a lot of these shits into and not even the entire office buildings but like half or something fix the zoning um whatever right there's a lot of things that need to be done but i feel like if you do that and and move all the people who are wealthy from the island that already that we already have manhattan and move a lot of them onto that onto that plot of land a lot of the middle and lower income people can move closer into like manhattan and maybe that's not fucking soho or tribeca or like the historically expensive and loop and and uh and uh like historically like cool cities to live in or or town neighborhoods to live in i mean then again those neighborhoods aren't historically like those neighborhoods are pretty used to be pretty fucking like rough of course because they were downtown and uptown was always nice but anyway what i'm saying is like you know, I find that funny. I feel like it's flipped. Downtown is expensive now, and uptown is less expensive, it seems. Except for, like, you know, the Upper West Side, um, which is, like, prohibitively expensive right now. Um, but I don't know. Anyway. 
What the hell was I saying? Anyway, I, I figure I flip enough properties, flip 10 properties over the course of the next few years. I don't know. Flip five properties, make enough to to buy a place that's valued at something like $3 million, $3 million here in New York City. Um, or whatever that rate would be by that point, right? Um, can do that. You know, I'll of course keep a couple properties used as as collateral as well in the in the in the whole real estate uh, you know searching thing while I'm here. But but I think that's just doable from from now to that point. Um. Anyway. My original point that I was trying to fucking make, I was doing all of that, right? And then I was, in looking at the timeline, I decided I figured I was going to, like, figure out the timeline specifically for, for our, uh, for, for the next couple of years, meaning now until the end of the tiny house project, right? And I figured the best way to end the tiny house project is to end it at South by Southwest or a similar festival, I say South by Southwest. I think that's the most lucrative, the most publicized one, um, uh, and the most relevant to the brands that we want to hit for the project anyway, and the culture that we're hitting with with what the project is about. Travel, art, and and business, right? I mean, it's not so much about travel, but like art, marketing, and co- you know, like it, it, it's it's an amalgamation of all those things, right? Um a little bit of performance, I guess, since we're going to be doing, you know, shows on the road or, or like, ha- hosting comedy shows or whatever on the road. Um, like, this is a big fucking project, and I think South by South is the perfect place to end it. Plus, if we get every project that we are going to shoot on the Tiny House Project done before the film festival deadline, then we can submit all those things to uh, to, to South by and potentially get into South by, and it would be easier to do. I feel like if we have backing from a company like whoever we're going for, whether that's Rivian or Discover or Home Depot or whoever the fuck, right? I mean, if we have like that financial backing, that production backing, I feel like we could hit that that circuit. Also, whichever brands we work with, we could probably be like, hey, let's get part of this is ending the Tiny House Project at South by Southwest. So it would be beneficial for you, whoever you are, whether that's, again, Rivian or Discover or whoever, MasterCard, fucking Pottery, whatever brands we work with, right? And I say Rivian mainly because they're the most relevant one right now and they're the most, like, rapidly growing brand. They're the most innovative out of all of these that we're talking about. And they would be the face of the project once we get them on. Um they should sponsor South by, right? And I don't know how, but, and I figure like if we get them, like we'd have to secure their funding a year prior anyway, right? Um, so I feel like by the time we secured the funding, we'd have already figured out all the planning phase and everything that they, all of their deliverables, what they need to do to support the project and actually make it work out well they could apply to be a sponsor for um or a partner or a sponsor or whatever for south by southwest and maybe that doesn't mean like they're the primary sponsor and they're like you know the number one face like volkswagen was this year or or i think uh who was was it audi when i went 
or was it Mercedes? It was one of, it was one of those two. I think were the main the main sponsors of South by when I was there in twenty eighteen, I believe. Um. Twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen. I think. What? Yeah, I think it was twenty eighteen. Whatever happened. Uh, whatever happened. Whichever brand. But if they could be a sponsor, and maybe that just means that they have like one interactive like booth, like on one day or two days or whatever, and it's and it's not a booth, but it's like an event space over a couple days of of South by, and then at that, that's where we officially end the project. That would be fucking sick. Now, I thought of this, and I started making plans for that as a route to take, um, and figuring out the way to pitch that to them as well, and. Before I came to bed, I was like, shit, should I talk about this here on on this podcast here, the fucking unprompted podcast that I'm doing right now that you are listening to? Should I talk about this or not, right? Because I read that thing that said, hey, if you talk about shit that you're planning to do, that gives you the fucking dopamine rush of like already doing it. But I was already fucking ecstatic when I was working on it. Right now, I feel pretty analytical. I mean, I'm excited, of course always like perpetually excited to do this but um even still i'm 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 thinking about it like in a in a way that's like okay how do we figure this shit out talking about it helps me figure shit out right it helps me like figure out new avenues it helps me parse out my thoughts and and you know try to segment them in some way or try to you know, like de-abstract them in a way um so talking about it absolutely does help me but i wonder if that if that has an adverse effect on the on my ability to actually follow through other thing yesterday last night i started writing a new project or i guess this morning well no it's 3:20 in the morning right now so yesterday at fucking like 4 a.m. i started writing a new project um, despite not having finished any of the other shits that I that I want to do, whether that's kill me or 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 uh, lyric or whatever or or wandering, um, but I I I watched Gerard Carmichael's uh, new special where he came out as gay, and uh, and Bo Burnham directed it, and for whatever reason, I really loved the opening, the opening like sequence where he's walking from his apartment to. Uh, uh, whatever jazz club, um, that that uh, across from the comedy cellar that he did the special at, um, like it just looked and felt really nice and serene. It was shot over the winter. It was snowing. It was quiet. You know, just a little bit of music playing over the background. It's just him walking, and you see, and, and it's no like credits or anything really, um, but for whatever reason, I saw that uh, and. I sort of replaying shit in my head. I'm like, oh, I'd love to shoot a sequence like that with a female actor in the winter doing basically a, a similar style of that. And then I started, you know, my filmmaker brain started turning. I'm like, okay, how can I... Because this is how I do this shit. This is what happened with Deadweight and with Wandering and with Lyric. I... With basically every one of my short projects that I've ever concept or come up with or had an idea for, even Kill Me, all of these. Did I ever talk about Kill Me on here? I don't remember. Whatever. All of those, all of those projects, 
started from a visual idea of like a singular shot or scene. And it had nothing to do with, I, I had no idea what the story was. I had no idea what the whatever was. This one's different a little bit because it started from the shot or the scene, but it developed into something that has nothing to do with it at all. The shot and that scene is not going to be in this project at all that I came up with last night. So I came up with a project. Um, um, it's a, it's a short 10 to 15 minutes. So 10 to 15 pages, 10 to 15 minutes. Just about. I think it's, I think the script's going to end up being a little bit longer than the runtime just because of how many cut. I want to make it a little bit more, uh, you know, like film festival, like short film, uh, uh, a little less, I mean, a little bit less like linear in terms of storytelling. Like not to me, not to me that's going to be doing time jumps and shit, but it's going to be a little bit more frantic, I think. Like I watched this one short film about um um it's basically about like uh, a kid in growing up in like in like philadelphia or like or like uh dc or one of those you know the slums of, of of philly or dc or something right and um and in it uh the kid you know he he's in high school and he starts playing basketball or whatever and his coaches or whatever like crazy but when he goes outside and he's going home and whatever he's like going through the court that's outside and there are drug dealers and gangbangers or whatever on the on the fucking thing and they're trying to tempt him into doing shit right but the way that it's shot it's not shot i mean the way that the whole film is done it's not shot and i'm sure it's not written to be like a linear like okay uh, here's act one, act two, act three, and it's simple, and it's, like, relatively, like, simple, right? It's more shot, like, uh, it's, like, it's, like, Michael Bay editing of storytelling. Like, it's not cut like a Michael Bay thing, but the, the storytelling is so frantic, and it jumps around so much, and it's so, like, metaphorical that it's, like, it basically feels like non-linear. It's a little bit disorienting, to be honest, too. And it's a short project. I think it's maybe like five or six minutes long. But it tells a lot of story and characterization by using a lot of unconventional, like really throwing at you like heavy dramatic scenes, very fast paced, like like quick cuts. Um, I mean not very fast paced quick cuts, but like but like um the scenes are micro short. Like the scenes themselves are often, like, one line, right? Like, a character goes in, one line is set, or, like, not even, like, there's no entry or exit, or, I mean, you know, it's very much, like, we cut to, like, the coach yelling at at the main character on the the field, or on the court, like, one, saying one line, and then we cut to, like, the next scene, he's at home, and, like, he walks in, he drops his bag, and his mom says some shit, and then, and then, you know, he says one thing back and then she closed the door and then we see his face and it cut to the next scene. It's like very, very quickly done, right? And it works out that way. And it works out well that way. I want to create a project like that mainly because as a cinematographer, that is a challenge to fucking shoot because there's a lot of coverage you got to get in. I mean, not necessarily a lot of coverage because it's not like dialogue going back and forth, but um, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of like heavy... It's a lot of, like, conceptual shooting and trying to keep this shit, like, 
under wraps and also you get a lot of uh a, a lot of flexibility in terms of like how many or not flexibility you get a lot of mileage out of a project like that as a cinematographer because you get to shoot a lot of different things in that one project right so i was thinking i want to do something that has a little bit more leeway for like quicker storytelling or quicker pacing at some parts so that we can get wilder shots and i'm thinking i'm debating heavily whether this project's going to be a page uh, not page a single character project or not i'm 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 i think i'm 80 percent leaning towards leaving it being one character but that's going to be more difficult to write and be compelling without having her uh have someone to bounce off of anyway here's a here's a premise for it um uh a successful author um has an idea for a for a novel about a woman who self-isolates and in order to get into the mindset of that of that character she says she's going to self-isolate in her new york city apartment uh you know uh you know uber eats thing or whatever like she'll order groceries but they'll leave the groceries outside the door and you know fucking leave or whatever this all extra shit that doesn't matter you know she's gonna self-isolate with no internet connection and and uh no clocks she tapes up her the top of her phone so she doesn't see the time she uh it, uh she tapes the bottom of her laptop so she doesn't see the time or the date down there and the only reference of time she has is one calendar and of course the light outside but one calendar that's not even a calendar it says day one day two day five day seven like that that's that's what she has right and the whole plan is for herself to try to disorient herself in that way and see what she comes up with and the only time that she can finish she can end the isolation the self-isolation the experiment is when she finishes writing the first like the rough draft of the novel so she anticipates something like 30 days and over time as she goes through the thing it get like it fucks her mental health of course because she's disoriented she doesn't know what time it is or what day it is uh you know she has limited things to do of course she has books she can read she can like play board games to entertain herself she can do whatever she can cook but like at, over time she she's really obsessing about this book she's trying to write and and um she's trying to actually you know get that shit done i think it works perfectly as a single character thing i don't really want to do flashbacks because i do that in i'm i mean i'm gonna do that in the last punk on earth base and it's not really a flashback so much but um it's something a little bit i'm gonna do that in mustang as like that's like half of the project of mustang is 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 basically flashbacking um so i, I don't want to do a bunch of projects with flashbacks because i don't want to define all my work by flashback <laughs> flashbacking shit you know like deadway doesn't have any flashbacks but even still um anyway Again, I was once I was I, I wrote a bunch of it. I think I wrote like five pages. Basically, it's it's like a half script, half outline. Like I'm writing the script, but I'm not. But I'm only writing the scenes that I can immediately think of, and I'm skipping ahead and back and whatever. And I'm writing it very roughly. So like even in the action lines where it's like kind of a montage where the main character is like, you know, 
there's a voiceover going like going on um because in the thing she is recording a uh like a like a video journal to 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 um to like document the whole experiment that she's doing or whatever right and in the in like the second or third scene um or like the second or third set piece or whatever right i guess you call it a scene because it's a montage it's a montage scene i guess um it's her voiceover over uh over uh, superimposed or not superimposed it's her voice over a uh of her like you know she's trying to write but being frustrated and then you know she takes a break she goes to cook and she goes to do whatever she goes to do whatever and i literally wrote in like you know main her name is julia that's the name i came up with uh you, you know so fucking unique julia <laughs> uh julia and, and like in brackets i put like does something and then the next time I have an action line like that, I go, Julia, in brackets, does something else. And then does something else. Because I didn't figure out specifically what order of things I want her to do. Why she's doing it. I even I haven't even figured out, like, what her 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 uh, internal conflict is. Like, the things she's trying to resolve within herself in doing this. Or not even trying to resolve, but the thing that she's going to resolve about her personality or whatever. Or uh, some moral of the story i'm thinking the moral of the story is going to be something like don't obsess over your fucking shit go take a break take a breath go outside because the very last shot is going to be her opening the door um and taking a breath like a, a, a deep breath in um like when she's outside birds chirping and shit i think i think that's what i want to do i feel like this project a little bit late because you know covid is over but <laughs> Since I'm not making it about COVID, I feel like, you know, it's not about COVID lockdown, so I guess I could get away with it a little bit. But the subject matters of, of self-isolation is a little bit late, to be honest. But even still, I still want to shoot the project and have that as a, as a piece. Um, anyway, after I, after I finished that, I was debating. I was like, shit, do I do my podcast? I was tired anyway. But I was like, do I do my podcast and talk about this? Or do I just let it be and fucking keep working on it? But I'm talking about it here because it, it, it helps. It helps more than it hurts. I'm going to keep working on this project. I also need to fucking work on Wandering because the, this and Wandering are the two most accessible short films ideas that I have. Mustang and Last Book on Earth, obviously those are Tiny House Project because those are in different cities. In different fucking states. I can't do that shit now. Or here. Or whatever. Right? Um, and it costs more money to do both of those projects anyway. Uh, I can't do Lyric because that's going to be an expensive project. I'm going to need something like ten grand an episode to like get that done. And I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do that shit next year. Like I originally wanted to. Unless I can get funding. But to be honest, if I can finish... I mean, when I finish Deadweight which I will finish this summer. Whatever fun, whatever money I get, I am going to get those two in a fucking booth, record their audio, and do the final cut of the, of the thing, right? Um, I'm going to get those two in a booth, do the audio, uh, do the final cut, get the poster made, slap that shit on there, post the shit, and start sending that shit out to film festivals. And that's going to be done by end of summer. I it, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. 
once that happens, um, then I could shoot the next project, which I think will be this, because this is more accessible than Wandering, and I won't have time to do Wandering in, in time. Um, because Wandering is supposed to be shot, like, in the summer. Um, you know, maybe maybe September, the latest, because uh, I want it to be a warmer weather thing, since we're going to be shooting overnight, right? Um, so... Yeah, so I, I think I think it's either is either gonna be, and then fucking kill me. I can't. I, I that, that's not very accessible. If I haven't talked about kill me, I'll talk about it eventually, or maybe I won't, and maybe that'll motivate me to fucking keep. I mean, not motivate me. Maybe that'll that'll not. Maybe not talking about it is gonna make me like <laughs> actually work on it. But it doesn't seem like it because I haven't written shit for it at all. I'm still it's still just an idea in my head. You know, I wrote a log line for it, basically, and a couple of key characters and uh, and key points, and that's it. And then I, I talked about it to to my friend Brandon, um, just like to help flesh out the idea, and he gave me some really fucking um, uh, cool ideas for the whole thing, um, and good feedback on the on the premise itself. I asked him if it was if it was uh, if that was like a thing that anyone's ever done before. He's like, I he's never heard of it, so awesome. Um. An original idea is awesome because, shit, I could be like like a uh, Damien Chazelle and just this will be my Whiplash. Even the Whiplash is all. I mean, this would be a relatively art house film, you know. Like it's gonna be shot on a smaller budget. Uh, the action's not gonna be like over the top. Maybe, uh, I'd like it to be a little bit, to be honest. So I don't know. Anyway, I think that's all. Um. I'm gonna go use the bathroom and then knock out. <laughs> I was supposed to knock out like an hour ago. Later.